You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Paul with a three, and he has struggled from three, but look at Bridges parachute in. They have started five of 12. Booker carving his way, deceptive move to get three, and he puts it off the glass. Booker, Bridges, and a three is put in by newly instated Cameron Payne. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Danny Parkinson, Kevin Rogers in on BetQL Daily. Thank you to Joe Ostrowski for trusting us with this great enterprise. We're hopefully not burning it down and ruining it as we're here on the BetQL Audio Network. Shout out 105.9 FMHD to the Bet, Chicago's home for wagertainment. Also, 1430 in Denver. We very much appreciate you. And something you may not know is that BetQL Daily is part of a bigger company. We are home to the industry's most influential collection of broadcast and digital content, podcasts, and premium live experiences. We provide the news our fans need, the sports they love, the podcasts they crave. We're now part of a new brand called Odyssey. So what hasn't changed? All the great content you already get from us and the greatest music, news, sports, and podcasts from across the country. If you've already downloaded the Radio.com app, it will automatically update to Odyssey if you haven't. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Download the Odyssey app today to get all the audio that matters to you. Part audio, part audacious, part Odyssey. We can't wait for you to hear what's in store in a universe of audio. We are Odyssey. So coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to have a senior NBA writer on for Establish the Run who does great breakdowns on all of these series and what is going to happen ahead of time. But I want to talk to you. We'll, we'll get to the Western Conference futures market in a second. But Bucks and Nets, I have a pretty strong feeling on where I think the right side of this is. I think it's going to be a fascinating series on a number of levels. But I'll let you start. How are you feeling about Bucks and Nets? Well, when you look back at it, Danny, and Milwaukee ended up uh, winning the last two uh matchups with Brooklyn, those back-to-back or the two and three days or whatever it was, uh, and they were very competitive. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that it's going to be very hard for the Nets to slow down Giannis and Setacumpo. And the one thing I noticed about Giannis, though, at least in the Heat series, and the Bucks totally outclassed the Heat, was Giannis, when he's in the paint, he's unstoppable. When Giannis decides to take threes or shoot from the outside, if I'm the Nets, I say go. Go do that because out of all the shooters they have on that Milwaukee team, with Chris Middleton. I mean, you mentioned DiVincenzo's hurt, but you know, even you know, Lopez can hit threes. They have all these guys that can hit shots from the outside. Why is Giannis attempting to shoot threes? That's always what I wonder. That if they can get Giannis out of the paint, then they have a very good, you know, opportunity to beat Milwaukee. But also on the flip side with Brooklyn, that now we're finally seeing what has it been now? Five game series with Boston. And you saw how Kevin Durant took over some of those games. James Harden had in game four. 
20-something points and about 18 assists. So Harden's all over the place as well. They have the help with some of the other players, with Joe Harris that can hit threes off the bench. Bruce Brown does a lot of other things as well that I just find it hard, not hard to believe because this is a bit of a toss-up, but I can't think that Milwaukee's going to beat Brooklyn four times in the series. And I get it. Star power in the NBA normally wins out. But, but, but Brooklyn's defense is awful. Yeah. And they don't have an answer for bigs. And I'm not sure how much of an answer they have for toughness. And Milwaukee, man, Drew Holiday is tough. Bobby Portis is tough. Tucker is tough. Like they, they can throw a lot of physicality at Brooklyn. And what, Blake Griffin is going to be checking Giannis? Giannis is going to score 35 to 40 a night in this series. I will be on Giannis points over in every game until proven otherwise. Now, you mentioned Joe Harris. I think no Dante DiVincenzo hurts in that matchup in particular because he's the guy who they'll put on a shooter who will run around and try to keep guys off of screens and all of that. DiVincenzo being out hurts Milwaukee with their defensive depth. Can Middleton and Holiday score enough to give Milwaukee a big three to stay in the team photo with Brooklyn's big three? I don't know, but they did take two of three from them during the regular season. All of the games were very close. Like I do not expect this to be blowouts. I expect it to go long. And then that brings us to the series price. Man, Brooklyn is a minus 200 favorite in this series. You can get Milwaukee at plus 160, plus 170, shop around a little bit for your best lines. You're telling me that Brooklyn's a two-to-one favorite? Over the Milwaukee Bucks, when the Bucks beat him two of three times, and I think the style in particular that Milwaukee can throw at you, again, with Giannis dominating inside, Brooklyn has no answer for that, and just the overall physicality and toughness of the Bucks. I think this is much closer to a 55-45 type of series in Brooklyn's favor as opposed to a 66%, 33%, which is what the minus 200 odds would indicate. I think there's value on Milwaukee. Brooklyn deserves to be favored. Don't get it twisted. Their their record was, what, two games different in the regular season? These are not vastly different teams in terms of production and in terms of talent. And I think that the matchups that Milwaukee can throw at them make this difficult. I think there is value on Milwaukee because Brooklyn is such a public team. Well, a couple of things, Danny. When you look back at the three matchups between these two teams, in the first meeting at Barclays Center, you had Harden and Durant playing no Kyrie. In the last two in Milwaukee, you had Durant and Kyrie, no Harden. So Milwaukee has not seen all three of these guys at once, which is sure. a key. Giannis dominated all three games. And Giannis had a bad shooting game in the second game in Milwaukee. The first game, he 21 of 36. So it was something insane. He's unstoppable. I, I think we know that, that Giannis is going to get his points. Giannis isn't going to score 10 points in a game. We know Giannis is going to uh, dominate out there. I wouldn't lay 200 with Brooklyn. I'd be curious to see if Milwaukee maybe won game one, then maybe jump on the Nets on the adjusted series price because you know you're going to get better value on that. And I'm definitely confident Brooklyn can win in Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee's got a nice home court advantage, but it's a good home court advantage against Miami. 
or against Atlanta or New York. I don't think there's a home court advantage when you're playing Brooklyn necessarily because the Nets have all that talent. So I would say wait on that if you like the Nets. But if you do like Milwaukee, jump on the plus 180 in or, or before the series and see what happens. And then you'd be curious too, Danny, if you really want to pile on, if Brooklyn wins game one, do you say, all right, well, maybe – Milwaukee, it's going to be jacked up a little bit. I still have faith in them. If they can grab game two at Barclays Center, now it's 1-1 going to Milwaukee, maybe you'll look good. So maybe you try that too and see what happens after game one. And, you know, the thing with Brooklyn, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, they're terrifying. It's just a terrifying collection of offensive talent. And Harden, for all of the question marks about him in the playoffs and him in big games – you know what's a really good elixir for that? Kevin Durant. Because Durant isn't scared. Durant is a tier one all-time NBA player, right? He's a Pantheon guy. So if any of that Harden apprehension or timidness or go hang out in the corner or shoot two of ten from the floor and then start being like deferential... If any of that starts to creep up in this series and, and Milwaukee can out-physical and get Harden out of there, they're not going to be able to do that to KD. So like I, I don't see any scenario where Milwaukee dominates the series, and clearly there's a scenario where Brooklyn dominates the series because if all those guys show up, they – I mean, it's, it's feasible that KD, Harden, and Kyrie can combine for 90 points, right? Like they, they're just absolutely ridiculous uh, on the floor. So they – there's no scenario where Milwaukee dominates Brooklyn. There is a scenario where Brooklyn dominates Milwaukee. So I get why they're favored and KD's ridiculous. I just think the single biggest matchup problem in the series is Giannis. I just, but if, yeah, but if Giannis gets his 40, the question is who else is going to score? Where With Brooklyn, you know if Harden scores 20, KD could blow up for 35 or 38, and Kyrie can blow up too. And the other thing too, Danny, is – Everyone wants to win. We know that. That's you know, it's not like Giannis doesn't want to win a championship. He's already won a couple MVPs. He doesn't he have that finals one. appearance. But look at the big three for Brooklyn. Harden has no titles. Okay, so he wants that. Durant has the fake title because he was with Steph Curry and he didn't really win it. You know, even though Durant was a big part of that team. Kyrie hit the big three against Golden State, but it still was LeBron's team. So all three of those guys, I think, have something to prove as far as Kyrie trying to win it without LeBron, Durant trying to winning it on his own without uh, Steph and Clay, and with Harden just trying to win one. So I think these guys now coming together, I think that it's just such a big thing that they're all their legacies. I don't think Giannis's legacy is on the line. He's still very young, but and it's unfortunate now that Harden's in the East and he's on the super team because Giannis thought hey, the Bucs were the team of the Eastern Conference. Now the Nets are. But I think all three of those guys have their own thing to try to prove here that this is our time now to win that title. We'll see. I, I think that there's plenty for that for Giannis. And in terms of other guys stepping up, Brooklyn's defense is just awful. Yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if Middleton doesn't have a good offensive series. I'd be surprised if Drew Holiday doesn't have a good offensive series relative to his numbers. He's obviously one of the three best defensive players in the league, but I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised if Milwaukee doesn't hang with Brooklyn offensively, not necessarily as a product of their big three is as good as Brooklyn's big three. It obviously isn't. I just don't think Brooklyn's defense is holding anyone under their season averages. What about the Western conference? Now we have Phoenix on top of the, of the Lakers in the series. We know the question marks with Denver, with no Jamal Murray. 
Utah is Utah. They are the flimsy one seed that we've seen many times in the NBA, the team that goes max effort in the regular season because it matters to them. But can they do something more? Do you have any value anywhere in the Western Conference futures? Denver's so interesting because Jamal Murray's been out for a while. And and looking ahead, and again, Denver needs one more win to beat Portland. So they got, and Phoenix still needs one more win to get past the Lakers. So we can't assume we already know the second round series. But just thinking, Anthony Davis doesn't come back. And uh, Denver has got two shots at Portland now. That if Denver can find a way to advance, they played Phoenix three times this season, Danny. And that was all with Jamal Murray. So it's very hard to kind of gauge that and see what they could do without him. And Devin Booker missed one of those games for Phoenix. So that one's hard. But when you talk about the Jazz, assuming they play the Clippers, that's going to be a tough one for Quinn Snyder's team. Jazz are very good. And I know you're talking about the Hawks from years ago, these one seeds that you know we're going to lose. But for L.A., though, they're second on that list behind the Jazz. And even though it's not a big payout – L.A. got back in the series. Now maybe they could have that road without the Lakers to go to the finals. Hey, I won't sniff it plus 260 if it's coming in. I think Phoenix plus 500 has some value there, especially if you think A.D. isn't coming back. I tell you this, I'm not betting Utah plus 160. That is absolutely ridiculous. He's Kevin Rogers. I'm Danny Parkins. This is BetQL Daily. We're getting more in-depth. Michael Gallagher, senior NBA writer, established the run on the NBA playoffs. Keep it locked right here. It's the BetQL Audio Network.